and that the gift, the one who has given that will teach us and help us to grow in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Lay, lay your hand on your belly and just say, the gift of Christ in me is the gift that never stops giving. <laughs> Amen. I believe you. You may be seated. <laughs> His gift is in every one of us. <clears throat> we could wrap it up now and say we had church, man. I'll tell you what. I'm, God is so good. But we're going to have some words. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 24. We're still on the theme of love, the greatest of all. <coughs> and for at least four months, if not longer, that theme is resonating for every message that's coming out on Sundays, regardless of the vessel, myself, Pastor Carol, Pastor Tim. <coughs> And never before in the history of the church has there been a greater urgency to reach the harvest. I mean, there's always been an urgency, and it's always been a commandment of Jesus to, for us to pray to the Lord of the harvest and asking him to send laborers into his harvest. Amen? Amen? Yes. <coughs> Say, I am, I am. A, laborer a laborer in the harvest. In the harvest. Tell your neighbor, I am. A laborer in the harvest. And oftentimes, the, the office of the evangelist, for the past, uh, past century, for the past century, the ministry gifts that were recognized in the Ephesians 4.11 ministries were primarily the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And... Those offices, they could prophesy and be moved by the Holy Ghost to speak, you know, speak and, of course, move in the gifts of the Spirit. But it's only been in the last, oh, 30 years where the office of the prophet was really more highlighted and restored back that all, the, the purpose and the ministry of the prophet, maybe 40 years. And then in most recent years, past 10 years, about a decade ago, the importance of the apostle's office in the body of Christ again. <clears throat> Now, many people functioned, they were called to be apostles or prophets, but they had to function in those categories, the evangelist, pastor, or teacher, because they were the, really the only ones accepted in many denominations. If you said you're a prophet or an apostle, the, um, they look at you like you had one eye, like you're a cyclops. Oh, no, they passed away. They were just in Jesus' day, or just, you know, just for the first century. I'm glad the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? <clears throat> so, unfortunately, many Christians uh, are armed with limited weaponry from the Scripture. But we are all called, and one thing the Holy Spirit emphasized is from 2 Corinthians 5, that you are ambassadors for Christ. Every person that is blood-bought and given their heart and life to Jesus, is an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To me, that's amazing. I think it's amazing that I'm even standing here today. 
I'm, it's amazing that I can say I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. A born-again Christian. And I'm redundant, but I have rejoiced that I have been translated from the kingdom, kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I don't need any cheerleading to get me to praise and worship. Going from darkness to light, that's a good reason. Going from sinner to saint, that's a good reason. Hallelujah. You don't have to wind this clock. My clock's, my bell got rung when I got saved. Come on. I was head over heels in love with Jesus. Still am. I'm getting to know him more. But we are talking. I want to talk about real quick before we delve into Proverbs 24. And uh, several weeks now, by the time it's time to minister the word, you feel like you're in Cairo syrup up here. You feel like you're difficult to speak. (laughs) There are two types of Christians in the world today. And I call them casual and committed. <clears throat> so let me highlight this is a, a perspective. I'm not preaching the scripture at the moment. Casual Christians are content with going to church, paying their tithe, giving offerings, and then they leave and live their life in accordance to their own desires. not deeply connected and not deeply submitted to the Lord Jesus and submitted to the church. You know, even though we're called to lead and stand in the office and we've been church planters and helpers helping to plant churches for years, but we're submitted to the body. Hallelujah. We need each other. We need the gifts, talents, and graces of God in your life as you need ours. And I'm so blessed that he has chosen the local church family for that all to start being stirred up and all the ingredients put in his soup. Hallelujah. There ain't nothing like God's chicken soup. Now, committed Christians. Committed Christians are focused on loving God Focus, stay focused. That it's part of your heartbeat. Those casual Christians, they've given their heart to Jesus, but I would just say it this way, but they've really not given him their life. They give their heart to Jesus, and there's a true conversion experience, but yet they haven't given him their life flow to him. So there, there's, a, a, there's a solace that comes with doing what they know is right and limitation, but going to church on Sundays, you know, enjoying the praise, enjoying the worship, participating. But they're kind of like the people that the river of God. The Bible says that some stood on the bank and looked out at the river. Others went in ankle deep. Say ankle deep. Now, I want you to think of perfect temperature water. 
refreshing to the touch. And there's a river out here. Well, then the Bible says some kind of took a couple steps deeper and got into just like the frogs. Needy. They got in there knee deep. <laughs> then others went in a little bit further, waist deep in the river of God. Listen, once you get past ankle deep, you're moving in the right direction. We're, each step is the right direction. But some people park at ankle deep and they become those casual Christians. God wants you and I. And after the word waist deep, it's like, oh, whatever. Whoosh, go out there where you can't stand up. Yeah. Amen? So committed Christians, they're focused on loving God, obeying the word. Not going to church, being the church. And it's on our sign out there. I posed a question out there. Do you go to church, question mark, or are you the church? I just figured if people, the commerce, we get a lot of, this is secondary roads, but they get a lot of traffic. And I pray that that sign messes with their box. Because to me, it's pretty provoking. So they are focused on being the church. They understand the blessings of the tithe. They understand and are purposed and focused to please the Father and do his works. Amen? They are connected to a local body of believers, and they embrace the vision of the house. Hallelujah. Say, I'm all in. By faith. By faith. And if you're not there yet, well, we'll pray that you get there. Regardless of where God plants you, that you're all in. They are submitted to authority, serving their brethren and reaching out to the lost. Now, as we come into this verse, please put it up there, Joshua. Proverbs 24, verse 11. One thing, let me say additional things that have been missing in the body of Christ. We have an identity crisis in the body. For years, the church doesn't know who it's called to be. The year, for years, the church is content with being in the seats and doing their duty, but yet rather than being metamorphosed into the Son of God, metamorphosed into the image of Jesus. Amen? You with me? Say responsibility. See, we have a responsibility to be the light of the world. We read through it quickly in Matthew. We will go through the Gospels and maybe see a few different references in the Gospels. You are the light of the world. Yeah, and, yo, what's up? Big deal. No, Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. You are my light in the world. You're my light in the world. Because you're in me now, you're the light. You have a responsibility to be my light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They respond, boy, I tell you what, I love the kingdom. I love to be the, oh, the word authority appeals to us. Glory to God. I got authority. I have an anointing from the Holy One. Glory to God. Ah, for what? 
to be responsible. To be a son of the Most High God. To learn how Jesus did it so I can do it the same way. Or at least a mirrored way. He is the capital K of small K's. He is the capital L of lowercase L's. He is the king of kings. He is the lord of lords. I found one jacket one time. It was a light spring jacket. And on the inside, the label said, Lord Shannon. I said, yeah. Bought it. I didn't have to think. I didn't even pray about it. Every time I put it on, Lord Shannon. Shaka. Hallelujah. What does faith do? Call the things that are not as though they are. But the fact is, the scripture says that we are a kingdom of priests and kings unto our our Lord. Sarah called Abraham my Lord. Lowercase. But she realized there was an order from heaven. Amen. Look at this. So here you and I sit today as we're being equipped to do the works of the Father. Why the works of the Father? Why the gifts of the Holy Ghost? Why gifts of healings? Thank God that we, the body of Christ, get to enjoy the gifts of healings and all the benefits of the kingdom. But the Bible teaches us that healing, healing is the children's bread. It comes with the covenant. The covenant of blood not only gets our bacon out of hell, it brings health and wholeness and soundness of spirit, soul, mind, and body. It's our portion. And guess what? We have a God that is good and full of light, but we have an enemy who's full of darkness and hates every one of us. And we tend to lose sight of that, and it doesn't mean to be devil conscious. We need to be God conscious. We need to be Holy Ghost powered. Amen? Hallelujah. We are called to be God's Navy SEALs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. SEALs don't need recognition. You don't even know they're around. But they there. They're on assignments. But we as a body. So leave that scripture up there, Joshua. Let's read it together in, in unison. Deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. Yeah, just leave it there. Deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. So who is this referring to? It's in the book of Proverbs. So it's from the word of wisdom, the book of wisdom, a book of wisdom. Amen. So it's instruction. The entrance of your word gives light. Well, wait a minute, Lord. What do you what does this first saying to us, me personally, but to us as a corporate body responsibility? Deliver is not just a fact. It's an action. It's a responsibility that requires action with it. Deliver those who are being drawn toward death. 
every lost person you and I walk by are being drawn towards death if they're not saved. Amen? We need our Holy Ghost radar so calibrated that when there's a lost soul, it's like beep, 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 beep. And we're ready, willing, and able to share the love of God. You don't know them anyway. So who gives a rip about your reputation? What will they think? It don't matter. What will God think? That's what matters. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, you don't, I, I'm, I'm walking past this person that does, you know, I've never seen before or whatever else. But this scripture now becomes an empowerment in my revel, in a revelation to me. That empowerment of revelation is requiring me to take action, to be his light. Be the salt. Deliver those who are... No, I'll put my name in there. Ray, comma, deliver those who are drawn toward death and haul back those stumbling to the slaughter. Because they don't even know they're heading that direction. How many of us, before we got saved, we... I, I believe that our lifespan on earth was part of hell. That this was the beginning of hell. That's where my thinking was. So it didn't really matter. The hellish life that we're living on earth, we're going to party hardy in, in hell. If I go to hell, we're going to party hardy. Hell is nowhere we want to ever encounter. Next verse. If you say, surely we did not know this. <laughs> Does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul. Does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? I'm glad I came today. So, more important than Pastor Ray, what are you saying? Father, what are you saying to us? And Holy Spirit, what are you revealing, desiring to reveal to us? That he's placed eternity in our hearts. He's filled our love with the Holy Spirit. It's been shed abroad in our heart. I'll tell you what, if you need more faith for that, get it in your mouth. His, and quote that verse, wash yourself with it. The love of God has been poured out in my heart by his spirit. Hallelujah. So because of that love has been poured out in my heart, I look at society with different eyes. Good. Better if it goes up. Okay. Josh, can you put that in the NLT trans the New Living Translation and start it from verse 11? Yeah. Thanks, sweetheart. All right, let's read this together out loud. Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die, save them as they stagger to their death. Next verse. 
Don't let together. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. <laughs> I'm glad you came today. You may be thinking, boy, I wish I didn't come today. <laughs> Back to verse 11 again. This is a great translation. I Rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to die. Save them as they stagger to their death. Another proverb says, he who wins souls is wise. Maybe none of us have the office of an evangelist, but we are all called to be, to evangelize. Because we're ambassadors. Amen? Next verse again. Let's say it together. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, we didn't know. For God understands all hearts and he sees you. He who guards your soul knows you knew. He will repay all people as their actions deserve. Lord, I, I really, I didn't even know this was in the Bible. Anybody feel that way today? The entrance of his word gives what? His word is a lamp unto our feet and light to our path. Wow. You mean getting saved and becoming a child of God is... That God's entrusted this assignment to me and all my brethren. Yeah. He's entrusted it to us. So in my meditating, I look at it and I said, he will repay all people as their actions deserve. Now we're talking about the church. Amen. 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 Things done will be repaid. Or things not done. Things said to those who are heading to the slaughter or things not said. When he knows we knew it was our responsibility. His word is not harsh, but it's quite sobering. Amen? How about our family members? Any of your family still lost? Amen? Come on. Amen? How about neighbors and friends? Any neighbors and friends that you really care about? Let alone the people we don't know. We have a, 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 a starting place. See, today's the beginning of the rest of our life. It maybe, maybe you never realized that this is part 
of what God expects his people to be cognizant of and, and focused on. Amen? Remember, committed Christians are focused. So now with this responsibility to you and I to be his light and to be the salt of the earth, it's not enough for us. I mean, we start with prayer. Amen? We begin praying for the lost and interceding for our family. Listen, guys, we need to be about it daily. Last night at the uh, marriage enrichment, marriage on the rock, Jimmy Evans said something too, and he's, he referred to Luke ten nineteen, where Jesus said to his disciples and his followers, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. What? What, Jesus? I give you authority over all. All. Say all. How much is all? How much does all encompass? All. All. All the power of the enemy. Glory to God. The Lord and I are just got saved. You have authority over all the power of the enemy if you're blood-bought and filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Why do I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Because Jesus commanded in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you. And that power that you absolutely need will make you a witness for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Don't excuse yourself by saying, look, I, I didn't know. God understands the hearts and he sees you. <sighs> I love you and he loves us. From this day forward, these scriptures are yours. When I read it, I don't, I don't get condemned. I'm like, Lord, I didn't know this. And that's why God is saying to us today, that's why I'm bringing it to your knowledge. I'm bringing it to your attention today. That this is part of the weighty part of being a son and daughter of God. Oh, we love your presence. And I, and we, I, I hope you're convinced that we love his presence. But his presence comes when we walk more in obedience. God said, I, I desire obedience rather than sacrifice. So obedience, personal, and a corporate obedience opens the portal of God to come into a service and meeting times and places where he's welcomed with greater glory, greater signs and wonders, greater miracles. God bless you. In Jesus' name, you're healed by his stripe. Amen. So what's the Lord saying? How do we, oh, I have a question in here and we'll close in a moment. How do we deliver those drawn toward death? How do we do it? Second question, how do we hold back those stumbling to the slaughter? Good questions, right? Go back to the new King James for a minute, please. How do we do it? <laughs> new King James again, Josh. 
How do I deliver those who are being drawn towards death? Pastor, what do you, how do I do it? Well, thank you. Amen. That's the beginning. Right? And hold back. How do I hold back those stumbling to the slaughter? Well, here again, you know, remember how we, the, the Lord just kind of highlighted it? Responsibility. That week, on, it was October 20th message, but it was about Job 22, 28, and we're instructed to decree a thing. Remember? And it, the thing you and I decree, might be established. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I say something wrong? Because one word can change my focus. One word can change the reality of God's will. Come on. You all with me? Decree a thing and it might be established for you. There's a missing factor of hope in that. I, I, I just feel like, well, we'll try. We'll try this. Are you with me? Say one word. The word might being inserted in that verse changes the whole power of the verse. Amen? Decree a thing and it will be established. There's something. Then say try it, give it a shot, roll the dice. Decree it! Remember, and, and on October 20th, we looked at that message. Well, that very verse alone reveals that you and I have a position. We have to be in a position of authority to even take that place and to speak that way. So how do we deliver those who are drawn toward death? It is prayer. That's the beginning. But it's prayer and witness. Say prayer and witness. All right, how do we hold back those go- stumbling to the slaughter? You and I don't know who's going to die tomorrow or even today, the rest of this day. But what can we do as citizens of heaven, sons and daughters of God, that realize there's a responsibility that I have to hold back those stumbling to slaughter? Amen? How do you do that? Well, Second Corinthians, Paul said, The God of this age, speaking of Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelieving if perhaps they might see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ. So where do we start? Right there. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. What's part of the enemy's power? Putting a veil or keeping a veil on the souls of humanity. So in the name of Jesus, Satan, take your hand. I command this veil to be removed from the souls of my family in the mighty name of Jesus. Now you can kick it up a notch. You make a list and you start. I command you to remove the veil from George, Harry, Thomas, whatever. Well, who are you to demand that? I'm a son of God and his ambassador. And all heaven is backing me up. Hallelujah. Man, I feel it. Come on. Amen. Well, that's where we start. And we command that veil to be removed from their souls. This is just one example. But believing when you do. Jesus said when you pray, believe you receive the things you ask when you pray and you'll have it. Bless God. I know our family is being preserved. 
even though they might be off track or even lost. I know God's grace is mightily working. Why? Because I, as a son and a king, have decreed it. So shall his word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return void, but accomplish the thing to which I have sent it. Hallelujah. Say, done deal. Shuka. Well, hey, Sarah. Well, Yamando. Glory to God. Love never fails. And love is the greatest of all. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, the just for the unjust. Why are you here today? Because somebody prayed. Somebody prayed for you. Tell your neighbor, somebody prayed for you. Somebody prayed for you. Tomorrow night, we have prayer. If you're able to make it, not everybody, everybody's schedules are different. But when it's, <laughs> wow, think of that verse. If it's in the power of you to do good, do good. Don't tell your neighbor, if it's in your power to give your neighbor or meet their need and they come and ask, don't tell them, come back tomorrow. The Bible says, do good now. Be the blessing. Amen. So prayer. Last, last Monday night we came for prayer. Some people were coming a distance. And the Holy Spirit moved in a way and ended up prayer school. And the anointing was on Pastor Carol and this river of life. <sighs> bringing downloads. Oh, yeah, but, but I came to pray. You did? What is prayer? Communication. Amen. And a lot of times we're doing that. We're praying in the spirit, which is right and good. Ascertaining the heart of the father to get the mystery of the evening. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Lord, what do you need? See. In our infancy of the born again experience and, and the toddler years, we're still so concerned about our needs. But as you start to grow up in Christ, you realize and your our posture is coming to the father's house and saying, Father, what are your needs? What do you need done? Because a group of ambassadors have gathered and we're ready to release heaven's design. We're ready to release heaven's will. We're ready to release heaven's purpose. Hallelujah. I may believe that God is good. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm going to stop there and we're going to next week. I'm going to give you some more ammunition if the Lord wills. On more of this holy responsibility. But I'm going to show you next week how this saturate outreach and everything and everybody that's involved with it. How by your action and your faith and your love, his love and faith in and through us is washing the blood off of our hands. Where we're not going to have guilt for the communities we lived in. And feel like those people that were running to the slaughter had no answer or provision for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
Ah, shaka. Please stand. Why, honey? Oh, yes. Today we're going to start at 5 o'clock. The Connect class, many of you have signed up. 5 o'clock right here. And those who didn't sign up and never went through it, <coughs> excuse me, you are welcome to join us, be a part of this. This is very important because it helps to connect into good news, to know our vision. Um, there's, so much, there's so much to impart in these um, workshops, this, this class. Um, also in serving, we believe that every member in the local church that is attending the local church should be serving in the local church somehow, some way, um, at whatever capacity. And so some of those things towards the end are covered. It's, it's really awesome. So, yeah, um, Jeremiah's coming, even though his, he was brought up in all of this. And, yeah, um, and he knew this, and, and Joshua did too. But he said, I was probably in my mother's womb when all this was going on. And I said, you were. And he said, but I need to come. And I said, yes, you do. And because he's at, he's, you're at an age where you have your own will. Yes. You know, I'm not doing what mom and dad are doing and just, you know, following along and have no clue. So, yeah, so he's coming. And um, I feel like I'm going to eat that. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. Um, so we're going to start at 5 o'clock. Yes. Make sure you eat dinner. Okay, grab a sandwich, do whatever you have to do. In between, we'll have a break. We'll just have a, some refreshments for 10 minutes. That's it. And, um, and we'll move on. Okay? Okay, I'll pray over the word. And, Father, I thank you for... You, Hannah, I, I didn't share this. Well... I saw the Lord during worship. Like I know it's going to sound strange, but you look like you do. You do, but He was holding you like a baby. You That's were cool. being held in the arm in His arms and being cuddled by Him, and I thought, how precious that is. That the Father's holding you in such a tender way and precious way. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. I'm grateful. There's nothing like having the Father's love wrapped around us and knowing he's nurturing and taking care of us. So, Father, let's just join hands with each other. Amen. Glory to God. If we will take Hallelujah. I pray for the sweetness mm. of the love of Jesus fill our hearts. So important. Yes. Father, I release that and ask you for every one of us that your love would just fill our hearts. Fill it to know the Father as you knew the Father here on this earth. That we'll see what Father's doing so we can do it. That we'll say what Father's saying because we hear it. We hear his voice. We are your sheep. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you're the great shepherd. Lead us to those, Lord, yes. that are being pulled to death. Yes. 
Lead us to them, Father. We can minister your life, your love. Speak to them. Pray for them. This church is bold. Hallelujah. Has the boldness of Christ. Bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. Gentle as doves. Gentle as doves because of the love and the compassion. And I thank you, Jesus, that we have the opportunity every single day to let that light shine. And I pray that this church will be a beacon of light and many will be drawn to it. We thank you that this church building is a beacon of light to this neighborhood and all those that travel by and will be drawn to it. We thank you for your ministering angels, Lord, that go forth and go before us and those that minister for us and to us. We thank you for strengthening us. We thank you for refreshing us to do all that you've called us to do. We purpose in our hearts, Father, to run the race till you call us home or unless you send Jesus back. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And we all give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, we all say amen.